up, students? Welcome to With You, where we seek to grow deeper in our relationship with God together. Even though we're not with you, we're with you. We're your hosts, Phoebe and Tony. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to go through Matthew 3, 13 through 17, which is the story of Jesus's baptism. And so we got to read that together. But we also got to acknowledge what it means for us to have our identity as a son or a daughter of the king. And we wanted you guys to really consider that. Now, today we're going to be looking at the context or the background of the passage so we truly can understand what's happening here. Yeah, this passage is only five verses, but a lot is going on. So, Tony, what is the most important thing for us to know about this passage? So to say that there's only one important thing uh, would be missing out on a lot. So I did my best to try to dwindle it down to a few. So I have four, if you want to track with me, four important things from this passage to understand really what's happening. So let's zoom in on those. The first one, number one, is John the Baptist. John the Baptist. He's uh, one of the other main characters in this passage. In the book of Matthew, we're introduced to John the Baptist earlier in chapter three, but we get a lot more detail about his life throughout uh, some of the other gospels, Luke and John specifically. John the Baptist is Jesus's cousin, who really it's uh, Mary, Jesus's mom's sister's son. And so John the Baptist uh, is Jesus's cousin. And we see that he was commissioned by God to prepare the way for the Messiah, and Messiah being the Savior that was to come for the Jewish people. And so that's who John the Baptist was, and he was leading a a huge ministry at the time that Jesus is starting his. And what this looked like is living out in the desert and leading people to repentance through baptism. And so what he was hoping for is people would come out to the desert and acknowledge, I haven't been living for God. I want to live for God. Let me change my ways, and they would be baptized out there. And this ministry was huge. His name was known all throughout the world at that time. People were coming from all over the place to be baptized by John. And even for us as a church, I mean, we focused in our our youth group back in 2016 at winter camp on the life of John the Baptist because he was a stud. I think he got a lot of things right. But as John acknowledges throughout his life, his sole job, his main job was to prepare the way for Jesus and actually even to point and proclaim the same message as Jesus when he would show up. You mentioned that John was leading people to repentance through baptism. And so as we're reading about Jesus' baptism, I feel like it's important to understand what that meant. Yeah, that's actually the second thing. So the first thing is John the Baptist. The second thing is baptism. Baptism was John's way of symbolically showing that somebody had their sins washed away. And so they would be dunked underwater and come out and they were a new person in a way. Obviously, it was symbolic. It's not like just all sin is like washed off. Uh, But with that, it wasn't really that new of a concept. I mean, in the Old Testament, you see before going into the temple, uh, the people of Israel had to wash their hands and their feet to acknowledge before God that they have lived a dirty life at times. Additionally, uh, at that time in history, to go into a synagogue, which is kind of like a a Jewish church, their weekly service, you would take a bath typically just to say, God, I'm not clean and I want to be clean today as I come before you. The difference here, though, is what John is ha- like portraying with his ministry and what was going on beforehand is those washings were symbolic of, I'm being cleaned for today, whereas John is saying, no, through repentance, you're choosing God forever, and you're being, your sins are being washed away forever because you're choosing to follow him. 
Okay. Okay. So hold up. If it means to be baptized, it means to be clean forever. Why would Jesus be getting baptized? Because he never sinned. So what does he need to be cleaned of? You know what, Phoebe? I think that's a really great question. How about you unpack that one tomorrow? Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> I love it. Let's continue on. Uh, we got two more of these. Um, so we've got John the Baptist, baptism. And then the third thing is the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And so the word dove. In verse 16, the heavens open up and the Spirit of God descends like a dove. And that word dove, when you hear it with a Jewish mind, if you a Jewish person reads that or hears it, they immediately get this picture of two different things. The first thing being in uh, Genesis chapter 8, when Noah is on the ark and it, the earth is flooded. Um, Noah lets out a dove in order to go see if there's any dry land to see if it's safe to dock their giant boat anywhere and start living a new life uh, in a new world in a sense. And in chapter 8, you see the dove doesn't return and therefore it's time for new life. And then additionally, the second thing is that in the sacrificial system in the Old Testament, uh, doves were constantly sacrificed uh, to atone for the sins of the people. And so you see that uh, a dove would have shouted two concepts to a Jewish person. Number one, new life. Number two, sacrifice. Wow, those are both really great pictures for us in looking at Jesus when he is being baptized here. Which leads us to our fourth thing. So we got John the Baptist, John the Baptist, baptism, doves, and this last thing, fulfillment. We see that Jesus tells John that he has to baptize him, that John has to baptize Jesus to fulfill all righteousness, which really is pointing back to this little image as well that's depicting the scene uh, in Isaiah 42, verse 1, behold my servant who I whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. And actually, the rest of the passage points to Jesus as well. That was written 600 years prior. Jesus is fulfilling God's promise that he would show up and that he was going to do mighty things. And he's showing that through his baptism that he is doing just that. John the Baptist, baptism, doves, and fulfillment. Knowing more about these things helps us lean into what God is teaching us. That's it for today, but join us tomorrow where we'll be answering the question, what is the main point of this passage? Thanks for joining us today. Remember, let's be real before God and with one another as long as it's called today. It's been great to be with you. Take care.